Welcome to my world, episode four. Welcome to my world is a subsidiary or a spin-off of the Massive Attack podcast, or is it its own thing, or is it a Massive Attack podcast? Welcome to my world. I so, don't know how it works. It's the same feed. It's the so, same. <laughs> it's just a little throwaway episode. It's little, little th- like Sense the others the are ass. like throwaway episodes, but shorter. <laughs> yeah, so we just sort of pick a topic and attack it. We do shortly. So this week we are mostly going to talk about gaming memories. Yes. Yeah. It's not our first. I just just what's a strong gaming memory for you? Yeah. I suppose. Well, the last three episodes we've talked movies. Yep. And we thought we'd change it up. Yep. And I threw it out to you and said, "What do you want to have a topic?" So you came up with gaming memories, porn parodies. But you said no. So I said, well, I, I said we memory. should hold off on porn parodies <laughs> okay. and do it later in the episodes. Fair enough. Once people get established. <laughs> yeah. But no. Gaming memories. Yeah. Your topic, so you can start. All right, I'll go. Sort of comes in, I, I'm cleaning the studio at the moment and throwing a lot of shit out because I've accumulated a lot of shit. Actual poo? Uh, no, not like cleaning up your uh, <laughs> yeah. garage that time. <laughs> Moving the couch and finding like mouse droppings for months afterwards. Yeah. yeah anyway. um, no, I just didn't throw, I don't throw shit out and that's the problem. And I found a bunch of three and a quarter inch floppy disks. And these were from my Sega Mega Drive. Now, listener of the show, Dodzy, we bought it off him. Now, he's always been at the front of gaming and console gaming in particular. And it was, I don't think it was called a Game Genie, but it was of of that ilk. And it was... Game Shark? Something drive because it was for the Mega Drive. But what it was was you you put it over the top of the Mega Drive. It went into the slot where the cartridge went, and it was on top. And then you had another slot in there where the cartridge went, and you had a cord out the back which you plugged into a portable floppy drive. Mm. And what you did was you'd rip that game off the cartridge onto a floppy. You would make legal backups. Yes, because you owned the cartridge. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, he. He bought it and he joined the army or he was in Queensland. I can't remember whether he was in the army yet or not, but... He'll give us feedback. <laughs> yeah. And he was there and we bought it off him. So I don't know. He must have been back because he was in, he moved to Queensland. And he came back and we bought it off him for some reason. So whether we upgraded or something, but we ended up having it because it's quite funny because gaming sort of at the time was sort of the kids do. Yeah. But my parents got into it like when we got the Mega Drive and we, we used to hire the Mega Drive because... My, my fr- he stayed. He came down from Queensland and he bought it with him and he played with it for a while. So we were playing with it and when he went back, we were like, oh, we want a game. And you could hire the consoles from your video libraries back then. Yeah. So we'd hire the game, you know, two games and a console. And as a family, I'm, I'm talking, I'm 18, 19 years old, my sister's 22, and my parents. We're playing games till stupid one o'clock in the morning, playing Shove It and stupid things like that. <laughs> and Digital Fury or something. It was a pinball arcade. It was it was an awesome game. It was pin, you know, like a pinball game, but with dragons and skeletons and shit. Yeah, so we ended up hiring it a few times. Then we ended up buying Michael's system off him and with his cartridges. So you could literally save a game to a floppy and just play it. And the problem with that, like, every time you can make easy copies of everything, you don't play any of it. No. Or you don't finish any of it. Because if you go and spend $90, what it probably would have cost for a cartridge back then, it's between 60 and for sure, yeah. 90 bucks. you would play the shit out of that game and finish the fuck up because you spent a lot of money on it and you can't just go buy another one next week yep. at that sort of price. And this is great because there was a place called High Tech back in the day, which was a like a video library but for computer games. So you could go and hire all the different consoles and they had all the different games for it. So Desert Strike came out, you go down, you pay your $7 or whatever overnight or three nights and you'd um, borrow a game. So for me, it was fantastic. I'd go there, borrow the game, <laughs> rip it off onto the CD. The problem was 
after having this for about two years, the games were getting a bit bigger and they on the cartridges, and they wouldn't fit on one floppy. Shame. But I could do two, but when I got to three, it was a bit dodgy. So <laughs> you'd sort of insert next disc, you see. But yeah, so I never finished a lot of games because if you got a bit hard or you couldn't get through the next level, I'll just play another one. I'll play the next so one. So you have all these yeah. different games. The only thing that killed it, and that's what improved with the PlayStations and the... Xbox, uh, the Nintendos was saving games. Yeah. Because it was all about codes back then. Yep. It's like, you got to this level, write this code down. So you got a fucking notebook next to your, your um, bloody Mega Drive the whole time with your, like, oh, shove it, code this, and you got to write it down clearly. You know? So you, you hope you wrote it down right because you, you want to get to that game. So I remember Kid Chameleon was one of my favorite games. Yeah. And I left it on overnight because, <laughs> you know, it didn't have a save point. So it, like, you have to keep going in one go almost because there yep. were no save points and I don't think there were codes you could add in. But yeah, I mean, it was just such a funky thing and I remember, I think I went to bed early one night and my parents were still playing a game. Like, mum, I mean, over the years she's proved to be a bit of a gamer. Well, she's addicted to columns, isn't she? Well, she was. I mean, she had the Mega Drive. She was still <laughs> playing that. For years, I was buying her Mega Drive controllers because she would go through them and break them and I would need to find and I was running out of places to buy these controllers so she could play her freaking columns. But now she's got an iPad now and she's she's playing Candy Crush and all these other things but yeah but there was a game called Shove It which was a top down essentially it was a warehouse and a um, forklift driving game but the idea was you had to move pallets onto dots Yeah. so it's a puzzle game where it's like you can only go forward and backwards kind of thing and you can only move this to here and to get through the level you have to put a pallet on each dot and how do you do it and stuff like that she was addicted. She played that forever. Yeah, so that's my sort of gaming experience sort of thing. Well, again, like you, I probably had Atari 2600 when I was a kid. Oh, we had... Before that, I, I'm sure I had ColecoVision or one of those Pong-type machines. But yeah. two things that really stand out for me is I had my Atari when I was in high school. And I remember, I think I may have mentioned this on the show before, I had Chicken Pox and I was stuck at home. I haven't played that game as any. <laughs> I think you used that same joke last time. I mentioned it too. But I, I was sick with chickenpox and I had Pitfall. Actually, it was Pitfall 2. And I can remember being sick at home, not being able to go around to play with my mates or anything like that because I was still contagious and playing pretty much all the way through Pitfall 2 on the 2600. And again, there, there was no saves or anything. So you played until you died or you played until you stopped. Yeah. And then if you turned it back on again, you'd have to start again. But I can remember getting all the way through pitfall to back then but my other probably favorite memory would be when i was a little bit older and i'd started working and i got my tax return and i can remember buying my first ever console with my own money which was when i bought my super nintendo yep. and i think i was about 350 dollars at the time when you bought it but the high selling point for me is that it came with street fighter 2 mm. and at that stage i'd been throwing away stupid money going to arcades and playing street fighter all the time and to, to be able to have a, an arcade quality game... Was it arcade quality? It was pretty good. It was a, a damn good port, really. But graphically, it wasn't exactly the same as the arcade was. But it still played the same. You yep. still had your you know quarter circle and punch for your yep. fireballs and stuff. But the fact that you could get a game that you could go down the street and pay you know a dollar a game, or you could outlay a hundred bucks in one hit and get this game, and then it's yours to play as much as you like. And I can remember my flatmate and I just staying up lots of nights in a row to get all the way through and get all the character endings and watch those little two minute videos of Guile going back to Vietnam and rescuing his mate and all this sort of stuff. And just the fact that for me I would never be able to get that far in, in the arcades because I yep. would have to pump so much money into it to continue mm-hmm. but at home I could just continue continue if I died I could continue and 
to just be able to just to do that and i think that was where my love of console gaming started because yeah i played a few things on the atari and i i can remember in high school playing like super mario and stuff like that i'd never had a nintendo was in when i was in high school but i had friends that did and it was always a big deal to go over to their yep. houses and play nintendo and you know those little square controllers and play mario but you know this was this was me this was my console mm-hmm. and I, i'm sure i wore that thing out and it, it was just fun and I, I again i think that's where my love of the console game has now come from and it, it's kind of sad that i think kids of today won't have that same experience because like when i was a kid it was it was rare to have a console probably that was a good quality console but now your xboxes are in everyone's houses and you know xbox xbox ones and, and playstation fours are just so graphically better now and everything just looks great but back then games were more about yeah, the gameplay not about how different because i mean i've my nephews it's all about minecraft so it's not about the graphics at all and it's all about that experience and they're going to be talking and doing sort of mind up whatever the equivalent of podcasts are in 20 years time being nostalgic for if they're not playing minecraft they're watching youtubes of other people playing minecraft. But that's what gets me it's so like the craziness it's of it's what, what it they're is, into yeah. and it's that experience in the same way i'm sure people who did D and it's sort of like can you tell that story of that campaign you did with your friends when that thing happened it may not be the best story ever but <laughs> for you the memory is awesome because you were there and maybe minecraft's going to be that too because it's an immersive experience that they got out of that game like for me it's playing with my parents at one in the morning some stupid game on a mega drive it's not the best game it's not the best graphics but that weird experience was why are we sitting around this 34 centimeter television playing this game it was ridiculous it was silly but it was fun well i guess that kind of comes into when we got a little bit older and we were we started wrestling and then we were playing all the the wrestling games where you could make the creative characters and we all had versions of ourselves in the wrestling no, the game. best graphics at the time yeah they were awesome like i make now you go but just the amount of fun that we used to have in my old flat where we would have all of us around with our own creative characters and we would play Battle Royals and we'd hand the controller off to each other and we'd be literally playing with ourselves yes. for hours. So yeah, but now yeah, I guess. Yeah, so it's all going to, these memories for these kids now are going to be theirs. It's like, it's just not going to be the same as ours, but you know, compared to what's coming forward, who knows? But yeah, it's the experience. It's not the graphics. It's not the game. It's it's the experience. Mm. Uh, and Pitfall You've, you remember that it's not the greatest game the it was a pretty good game at the time I know it was one of the big games and I, I, actually I remember the music there was one bit where you had to get balloons and you hold these balloons and you float up and condors come along and burst your balloons but the music they had was that kind of circus tune and every time I hear that now I don't think of circuses I just think of holding onto the balloons in Pitfall so mm. And I, you're right, I, I have gone back and I've tried, you know, getting emulators on the PC and playing Pitfall again, but it's just not the same. So yes, yes. it is experience. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad that's where it started, and I'm glad I do have that memory. Yeah, so being a filthy pirate started back then, <laughs> started back then for me, and I guess, yeah, it, it hadn't changed me at all. haven't done it since. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, though, it's one thing I don't go pirate. Games because they're so much cheaper now. Back in the days when it would cost you ninety dollars for a Nintendo or you know N sixty four cartridge, I, I remember I used to get my Christmas and birthday money, and I would always buy the latest wrestling game would be my Christmas present with my birthday money, and I would play it pretty much nonstop for the next year until the next one came out. But now, yeah, games oh. are cheaper, and they've got Xbox Gold accounts, and we get a free game every fortnight. Yeah, so it's like and you play it, games that you I play it for play. ten minutes and go, yeah, I don't like that, mm-hmm. and move on. Just play a demo of Monster Jam. Exactly. Three hours. Anyway. Anyway, that is Welcome to My World. Episode four. All right. Thank you, Mitch. No worries. Thank you. we'll be back with our normal, regular episode halfway through the month, and we'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye.